Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn Zippy. We're looking back at Monday. Uh, the issue of prisoners being able to vote was a hot topic yesterday. Um, Outlook for the kids is sort of a, 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 a little one that's been bubbling away for a long time. Well, not a little one, a major one that's been bubbling away. Uh, John Timahiri's weird mural election campaign pamphlet, and should there be a second poverty? Before any of that, uh, interesting uh, escalation between Huawei and the government over 5G infrastructure. So Andrew, the letter says if Huawei New Zealand is excluded from supplying 5G equipment, this would have a significant effect on Huawei New Zealand's revenue to the point where there is a real risk that Huawei New Zealand may not be able to continue to operate in the New Zealand market. How is mm. that not a threat? Well, I mean, that, that's what we're doing is setting out the reality of the situation. So that's not an exaggeration. And it really is the case that if you can't do 5G, you can't do 3G, 4G, you have to go. Well, I mean, 5G builds on 4G. So, um, you know, we don't want to leave the market. That's the last thing we want to do. Um, but what we're saying is, you know, this um, they seem to be sort of suggesting that this decision around 5G is in isolation. Well, what we're pointing out is it is not. Um, this affects our entire business. Um, and, you know, that's the last thing we want to do. Um, but we're just keen to engage and come up with, you know, a way forward with, with government and uh, the industry across the board um, because there's no need to go down that line. Have the ministers explained to you why they are unable to meet with you? Um, so they're pointing to the TIXA process, um, which is specifically between, you know, the operator, so in this case Spark, and uh, the, the GCSB. Um, so they're saying while that process is in train um, related to that specific project, um, they, they're unwilling to meet us. Now we're saying that the ramifications of that decision are far broader and that putting that project to one side, there's, you know, a much bigger um, element here. Um, now, obviously, there's a the bigger sort of geopolitical considerations there, but what we're saying is we'd like to have a, an open and honest discussion with them about finding a way okay. forward. Yeah, he's being very diplomatic, isn't he? Uh, that's it. I, uh, I know this guy, actually. He's quite a good guy. And um, I think what he's actually saying is there's no real reason not to do business with Huawei. Please. Now, uh, should we move on and give Christmas vote. I don't think Kerry thinks... It's not as though prisoners can't vote ever again. Once you're out of prison, you can re-register on the electoral roll and tick your boxes merrily come election day. Personally, I think if you were motivated to vote, you would re-register yourself once you left prison behind you. If it's too much hassle or too complicated for former prisoners to do that... Do we even want those people voting in the first place? If you can't quite get your head around how to get back on the electoral roll, what's your vote worth? Maybe you have to lose something to appreciate how valuable it is to you. I am a strong believer in people participating in the democratic process. But I also think that with every right, there's a corresponding responsibility. If you're in prison, as we talked last week, if you're in prison... There's a jolly good reason why you're there. It's actually quite difficult to get into prison these days. There's a strong and powerful move to keep people out of prison. So if the cell door has closed on you, you probably should be there. Participating in the democratic process is a privilege that people have fought incredibly hard to win. Many people have lost their lives ensuring that their country 
is a democratic, free country where the people have a say, participate, and how that country is shaped. If you're in prison, you don't deserve to have that privilege. Yeah, I guess it comes down to how much do we want our prisoners to feel like human beings. And if it's not that much, I guess they don't vote. They still, you know, where do we draw the line? Are they allowed food? But yes, a bed. Not too soft, though. See what I mean? It's hard. Uh, now, uh, we talked about the kids taking off. This guy was glad that they took his off him, I think. I've had a bit of skin in the game since then. Uh, you know, I'm not proud of it, but, you know, my children were uplifted a couple of times. Um, over the years, and I don't know who that person was that said the three P's, they were spot on, the piss, pokies, and the, and the pee. And oh, that's, oh, you've just, you, no, no, mate, you've just added a P. Because the social worker on the, <laughs> the social worker who was on the telly last night just came back and I bought the camera right down and said, let's redirect our anger towards the real causes of child abuse. And he said the three P's, which was poverty, piss, and pee, but you added pokies. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, you know, it was all that, you know, it wasn't the social workers and it wasn't just that took my children from me and, and I had to grow up and learn that I had to take responsibility that actually I wasn't a good parent, you know, and so um, in doing that I was able to work with child youth and family and start rebuilding a life that my kids could be brought up under, you know, and, and you know, it took two years for them to to work with me and to bring my children back into my care. Today I'm just over four years clean off all drugs and, and I live a completely different lifestyle. Good on you, Mark. And, and Mark, I, I need to say this first of all. Congratulations. Thank you. It's amazing. Good on you. Um, so you. so the, your kids were uplifted twice? They were uplifted twice due to my use, my drug use, my um, associates. Everything, everything that was wrong that could, could be around, they were around. They were never physically abused, um, and that was my point in the, in the, the what they call the FTC was, I, I believe, was a foregone conclusion, you know, because it didn't matter what you said. Now, I disagreed with some of the process of stuff at the time, but I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for them intervening and uplifting my children... Mm. Something seriously big could have happened to my children. Okay, so that was quite interesting, wasn't it? Um, somebody who had his kids uplifted, this term we've never heard before about three weeks ago, um, and was happy about it. Happy about it. Uh, I don't think Kate Hawksby's very uh, happy about Tama Harry's um, sarcastic. Oh, wait. The, it's hard to know where to start with this, but let's start with the number. 0800 Jacinda is stupid. It's a cheap dig at the PM and what I assume is an attempt to make his point that homelessness is a central government issue to also, I assume, mark his territory as a different political force to fill golf in a bid to distance himself from his old party. The next crazy part is social workers available round the clock, taking calls and rushing out to assist homeless people. How's he achieving that? Well, by making social workers work all hours. He said he would force social workers to change their work hours to work three shifts because they need to wake up to the fact social work's a 24-7 job. 
His words, not mine. Wow. Take that, social workers. Ouch. Way to get social workers on board. Insult them. He also claims there's enough social workers to deal with the numbers of homeless. Social workers dispute this, of course. Uh, but he also points out that no one knows the exact numbers on homeless. So I'm not sure how he can make that equation work, but it does sound twyford-esque to me. So far, so nutty. He goes on to state he doesn't know or need to know where the rough sleepers are. So here we are, about eight weeks out from the local body elections, we have another policy announcement which can really only be viewed one way as an attention-seeking stunt. It's an attempt to get more headlines. I guess it worked, because here I am talking about it. But what it's also done is solidify in the mind of this Auckland local body voter that anyone petty enough to come up with an 0800 Jacinda number doesn't get my vote. So, um, does anybody know how to spell Jacinda? That's, I get a bit confused because of the Ardern thing. There's more R's in Ardern than I expect, and then I expect there to be some R's in Jacinda, and there isn't. So, yeah, problematic. Uh, should there be a second Hobbiton? This is what Marcus was asking his callers last night. Bob Marcus. Good evening, Marcus. Oh, I've got a bit of an issue. I must say, um, you're a wonderful man, but this uh, Hobbiton to Queenstown, not very authentic. I can't but, agree with you on that. But I'm sorry. But but, a peop- but people are going more for the little round windows and the thing, aren't they? They're not. I thought about that too because it was filmed there, right? Yeah. But it was filmed at plenty of the sites in the South Island where they could also. They could make a an exact replica. I mean, as a it would go off. It really would. It would make it be very successful venture. It would be a, eh? and it would take yeah, the I heat off I, there. But is it the right thing to do? Well, from a business point, I mean, these guys are just cockies that got that, that they fought, that they spotted them and used their land. I think I think they should do it. I think if they could do it between Wanaka or Cromwell or something like that, and get people because a lot of tourists don't go to the North Island. Probably You're done. right. Who am I to say someone can't make a quid doing something? It's uh, that's not that's not what I'm about. It just seems a little un-New Zealandish. And you know what I always say: we're not here to be un-New Zealandish. Always saying that. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been News Talk ZB uh, for Tuesday. See you back here again tomorrow. I know there may have been a few audio issues uh, during this podcast. I could go back and change them all, but. Uh, I just feel like it's a human element and I don't have time. See you tomorrow.